Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Oh, what up, friends? It's me, Nick, your host. This is Nick's Nerd News. If you didn't already know. I mean, you clicked on it, so you, you saw what it was called, right? I hope. Well, this might not be what... No, it is what, exactly what you think it is. Anywho, welcome in. Welcome back. Like, share, subscribe. Now that that's out of the way, why don't we just jump into it? Because today we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Got a lot of heavy things to talk about. And that's at the end of the gaming section, uh, because it happens to be in the gaming world today. But I I don't want to waste any time today. And uh, yeah, today is what? Uh, July 28th, so we are essentially at, at the end of July. Uh, there's three days left in the month, and... Which is wild to me. Crazy that we're that close to August, to be honest. 2021 is, is literally over, halfway over. Which is nuts to me. Just wild. Anyway, anyway. Let, let's, let's just move on to what, what we're all really here for today. And that's to me, rabble on for... 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know why you guys come back every week. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I know why you guys come back. Because you like my opinion on things. Anyway, hey, biggest news right now. Halo Infinite first flighting starts this weekend. So make sure you go on to Halo Waypoint and sign up for the Halo Insider program if you want to play on console or on PC. Uh, they will need your PC specs, though. So make sure to upload that if you want to play the... Um, flighting on PC. Uh, today they did about an hour live stream, uh, showed off gameplay on original Xbox One, 2013 Xbox One, it was running buttery smooth, and then they did a full Slayer match on Xbox Series X, it looks amazing, and we got a lot of new details. Um, unfortunately, Assassinations will not be uh, in the game at launch. Uh, they, they feel that it doesn't fit into the sandbox currently, and what I didn't know is they actually turn assassinations off in competitive play, so that that actually makes more sense to me. I know some people are upset over it. I get it. I Don't get me wrong. I like using assassinations. It, it's rare that you really get uh, the chance to do one, though, in in any game, really. Let's be honest. They're cool to do, but it, the the chance to get to do one is 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 always very very rare um the other thing we got to see is uh some stuff in in regards to their user interface um how you know shading is going to work how their battle pass will work so even if you don't buy the battle pass there's still something free you can earn at every level which is great there will be a paid option uh, there will be something that you can a premium thing that you can get if you pay for the battle pass or free option for every single level in the battle pass uh, the UI looks really great. Uh, this is a two-month-old build, they said, so don't don't hold this against them because things could change on this. Um, but they also said don't expect everything to be able to change by launch because that's unrealistic. Um, I mean, it's probably launching realistically in the next three to four months um, before the end of the year. And uh, that will start tomorrow, I think they said. I lucked out and I did get an email saying that I, I will be invited, so I'm, I'm really stoked. So I will hopefully have uh, the chance to play some of uh, Halo Infinite this weekend. Uh, not every weapon is available. Uh, vehicles aren't available. Um, they are giving like free credits for you to, to spend, essentially, to, to get you get used to the UI and, and, and Battle Pass and how everything works. And I'm really stoked. The, the weapons look nice and smooth. Uh, everyone was kind of not cool on the sidekick when they first showed it off last year, uh, the new sidearm. I'm okay with it. It looks like it, it you can get kills pretty quickly with it from what I saw. And 
granted, this was videos of, of of their pro team playing or pro players playing, but it, like you can get a better idea of how it plays out, and it looks like it's a nice blend of how Halo Five was one of the best multiplayer Halo suites in a long time uh, with with o- o- original trilogy Halo. So I'm I'm very excited to see that nice blending. I can't wait to get my hands on some of the weapons. Uh, you can kind of play around in their academy or whatever they're calling it, um, where you can kind of try out weapons and get an idea of like how the game plays and different things going on. Uh, this will be the first Halo with bots, and they said uh, day one it will will be like uh, recruit level bots, uh, and the bots are actually leveled recruit. Marine, ODST, and Spartan, and hopefully by Sunday, if everyone hits certain goals, they can get the Spartan bots out so people can play against them. Um, I'm I'm stoked on that. They're gonna roll out certain maps. There's a new map called uh, Bazaar that takes place in in New Mombasa from Halo Two, and um, I'm I'm excited to get my hands on it finally. Uh, with flighting starting, that means we are n- really not that far from launch, and that means. Halo multiplayer, probably going to make a big comeback, boys. I'm not kidding, man. I, I would go watch the live stream if I were you. They, they go in-depth on a lot of things. Um, and like I said, there there is some gameplay video in there, so you can see how, how everything kind of plays out. You can see the user interface and, and, and things and uh, the customization options and, and how matches might might play. And uh, they, they changed how... Uh, like when you shoot another member of the uh, of, of the enemy team, uh, there's gonna have like like a damage counter, which is new to Halo, which which is very interesting. They'll kind of show you where you're hitting them. Um, I don't know if that will stay in the final game, of course. Um, they're also kind of moving a- away from like a forced red and blue, uh, so that way you can kind of like express yourself in Halo, which is always which is um, kind of became a big thing in Reach, and of course that continued on, uh, but but. Essentially, they're having a new friend or foe system, which is similar to a lot of other um, multiplayer shooters, especially in Call of Duty now that you can have different operators and stuff. Uh, but essentially, you can just see who your team is. They'll have markers, designated markers, customize the UI colors, things like that. So it's very interesting to see what they're doing and can't wait to get my hands on it this weekend. So that is that is a big deal. I will 1000% be talking about that. Uh, next week so be on the lookout for that um and uh of course ea play live was was last thursday uh not a whole lot was revealed um but the biggest news of course was a big shocker here really uh dead space is being remade from the ground up that is the surprising part by uh ea motive and they are going to be using new assets. It is next-gen and PC only. Uh, they released a trailer. No release date, obviously. Uh, but a full ground-up remake of the first Dead Space game. Uh, this has been heavily rumored. So again, it was no surprise to hear this. But uh, if you are fans of the horror game genre, Dead Space is making a comeback. That was uh, originally made by Visceral back, I, think, I want to say 2008, I think was the first Dead Space crazy um also announced though at ea play live was battlefield portal uh which is a new mode coming to battlefield 2042 of course this year's rendition of battlefield and uh apparently this thing is is a new mode um being developed by what uh, ripple effects studios who you might know formerly known as dice la and you can create um custom game modes uh which will have Assets from every previous Battlefield. So Battlefield 1942, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, uh, including the new ones. Um, so it's a, it's a like a, uh, I guess, almost like Forge, if, if we're going to go back to Halo here. And uh, it has a logic editor. Uh, you can have units from 1942 fight on modern maps. Um, like a whole lot of different things. Um there's apparently you can add defibrillators as a weapon, which is the wildest thing I've ever heard of. I I don't know why you'd be wanting to run around with defibrillators, but uh, essentially it's just a mashup mode. So it's it's a lot like Forge. Uh, it will have Battle for the Bulge, El Alamein, 
uh, from Battlefield 1942. It will have Arica Harbor, Valparaiso, Caspian Border, and No Char Canal Canals from Battlefield 3. Uh, Arica Harbor and Valparaiso are from Battlefield Bad Company 2. Um, so those weapons, including the the maps, sorry, the maps from from Battlefield 2042, uh, 40 plus weapons from those three different games. Uh, you can have the M1 Garand, Panzer Shrek G3, M416, and more. Um, you'll also have Battlefield 2042's All Out Warfare Arsenal, uh, 40 plus vehicles from three th theaters of war, uh, including the Spitfire B17 Bomber and Quad Bike and Little Bird. And then every vehicle from Battlefield 2042. 30-plus uh, gadgets from those games. Reconnaissance items such as the MAV and Radio Beacon. Uh, along with the defibr Defibrillator and EOD bot. Uh, as well as the gadgets from 2042. Uh, you can have classic factions. So you can mix, mix and match between them. So I wonder if you can get like the Axis versus like current warfare guys. That'd be cool. Um, also armies such as 1942's UK, US, and Germany, Bad Company 2's US and Russia, uh, will be exclusive in the Battlefield Portal, uh, and also you'll have soldier archetypes like the ones from Battlefield 3. Uh, that game releases later this year, and of course if you get the next-gen version, you can have up to large-scale 128-player matches. Uh, which will not be available on previous generations. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Battlefield 2042 again launches this fall. Uh, portal mode sounds kind of cool, actually. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 has been announced as the best-selling Mortal Kombat game uh, in history, and has sold 73 plus million units on consoles over 73 million copies of mortal kombat 11 have been sold making it the best-selling mortal kombat game i'm shocked i'm shocked it took this long to reach that that high granted it's it's been much more uh user friendly and player friendly as as time has gone on though for sure um in in news that no one asked for uh, the Death Stranding Director's Cut will expand on its Strand system, or its multiplayer. Were people even really playing multiplayer on Death Stranding? I I didn't know that... I mean, I know some people did, but, like, enough to, like, put more emphasis in it in the PS5 version? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But... This is uh, something else that happened this week. The Coalition. Uh, the Coalition, of course, is a Microsoft-owned studio for uh, who is in charge of, of the, the Gears franchise. Um, uh, they started with Gears of War 4, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, they, of course, took over Gears of Wars from Epic, uh, who made the first three games. And... They actually just recently put out their own, um, their own uh, uh, Unreal Engine Five demo, and it looks amazing. And, and I'm I'm talking about it looks friggin' amazing. It they they do this short video. They're short video clips. That's all they are. Just showing off the, their what they can do in the engine. And and in one of them, they show like a, a human NPC character or something. And, and when I say that this looks like I'm looking at a real person on the screen, I'm not kidding. If, if you have the ability to watch it in 4K, you should do that. Because it, it's, it, I, I can't even explain to you how great it looks. And, and look, the Coalition has always been kind of at the head with graphics um, in their games. Because Gears of War has always been like hyper-realistic looking. So it makes sense, um, and of course, you know, Epic Games, who makes Unreal Engine, used to uh, own and make the Gears of War franchise before uh, Microsoft purchased it from them, even though it was a Microsoft exclusive. Um, but man, it looks it looks very pretty. It looks very very pretty. But uh, 
also, we got a new Oculus Quest model uh, this this month. Uh, out of nowhere, really. And uh, Facebook and Oculus announced that a new uh, model would release. And it's a new base model of, of the VR headset. And beginning August 24th, so it's next month, um, it will come with minimum 128 gigs. Uh, so no more 64 gigs available. And it will still be at the $299 price, though. So that's nice. You're getting to double the storage for the same price. And the 256 gig model will now still retail at $399.99. Uh, the new headsets will also have a new silicone face mask. I guess they uh, they actually announced a recall for some for the original Quest Twos because uh, people were getting skin irritations. Um, so it's uh, they're making a slight change on that as well. And let's see, they're also recalling their Fit Pack, which was other ones that were sold separately, but. Hey, that, that's that's good on them for, for making a change. I mean, the thing only came out last year. Uh, Oculus Quest 2, of course, is their uh, headset that does not require a PC. That one is a completely wireless headset. Um, but that that's good on them for in doubling the storage and uh, keeping it at the same price. That's, uh, that's good to hear. Not a lot of companies will do that. Um, and, uh, of course, we all know... That I've been playing the Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And I still haven't finished 3 for some reason. I, I don't know if it's because like I don't want to finish 3. Or because I just... I, I don't know. <laughs> I should be playing my backlog, to be honest. Um, and finishing that. But Bioware actually recently put out a... a like an infographic that kind of just goes over all the, the details of people playing the uh, Legendary Edition. And I just kind of want to go through everything. And it, it kind of confirmed what pretty much everyone knows is is already true. Uh, and what, what like, if, if you just know the video game world, you, you know a lot of this stuff already because it's just, it's just part of the ethos. And... For one, Garrus is literally the most popular squad mate. Like that that's a given. Um and I'm looking sorry, I'm looking for it. I I lost it. Um And it also looks like pretty much everyone did the same thing. It was uh 52% of players chose Earthborn for Shepard, 68% chose Male Shep over Fem Shep, uh 40% chose Schult Soldier. Uh, 44% survi chose Survivor uh, for Psychological Profile with War Hero 1% behind. 60% um, of people saved Ashley on Vermeer. 40% of people killed Caden, which obviously Ashley is the better choice. Uh, Rex survived the mission. 94% of people kept Rex alive in, in Mass Effect 1, obviously, because Rex is literally the second best char character. Um, 93% of people kept the Rachni Queen alive, um, and then 67% of people killed the Rachni Queen in Mass Effect 3. Um, remember, that was a uh, aberration that needed to be destroyed. Um, squad mates most likely to survive the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2. You had Garrus as number 1, obviously. Jacob 2, Grunt 3, Miranda 4, Legion 5, Samara 6. For some reason, people put Tali and Morden in the bottom two. That's very strange. Um, ninety-six percent of players cured the genophage in Mass Effect Three, and somehow ninety-six, uh, and also not somehow, ninety-six percent of people got Tali pardoned in Mass Effect Two. I love how we're floating back and forth here. Most popular squad mates in the first game are Garus, Tali, and Liara. I don't know why Rex would be number four. Rex is literally the best person. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm playing, Rex died a lot in the first game. Um, when it came to Mass Effect 3, in a, one of the hardest things to achieve in the entire trilogy, which I also did recently, is not 80% of players achieved peace between the Geth and 
the Quarians, which is actually, like I said, it is one of literally one of the hardest things to get done in the entire trilogy. You have to meet a certain amount of requirements and have a certain amount of points totaled. Um, and the, that means everyone was reading the guides online, if you, if you ask me. Uh, 60%, 8% of players punched the reporter in Mass Effect 2, which makes the most sense. Um, and then 100% of players who spent way too long looking for the last keeper, which they swear they scanned already. How did I miss that? That is a 1000% true statement. I took forever to find the last keeper in my first playthrough, in my second playthrough, and now, of course, on, on Legendary Edition. And obviously, Garrus is the number one squad mate Overall, that makes the most sense. Garrus is literally the best. He is literally the only squad mate that you have in all three games. Other than, uh, actually no, Tali and Liara. No, Liara's not a squad mate in two unless you play the DLC. But, Garrus and Tali are literally the only ones that you can have as squad mates in all three games. So it makes sense. Also, we got uh, some some semi-hard numbers in, in terms of console sales. Uh, PlayStation 5 has officially sold 10 million consoles uh, as of this month, and uh, that is uh, far outpacing the, the PS4 sales over the same time frame, uh, which is nice to hear, uh, especially since like no one can get their hands on one. Uh, at the same time, of course, Microsoft doesn't release their sales numbers, uh, but CEO Satya Nadella uh, did say that the uh, Series X and S are the fastest-selling console line ever for for Microsoft, uh, which is actually really interesting to hear. And uh, while they don't give a hard number, uh, Don, Daniel Ahmad, who is a senior analyst, who if, if you're in the gaming industry, you've, you've seen his tweets a lot, uh, they are estimating that Microsoft has sold at least 6.5 million total Series X and S units. Um and demand, of course, is still very high. Uh, it, it's it's crazy when you hear that where, you know, PS5 is... is it's not two to one like it was on the Xbox One. Um, but it, it it's close to that. And uh, what's funny is, you know, you hear fastest selling Xbox consoles. Like, but what about the 360, which sold gangbusters, right? That only sold 5 million units um, in the same time frame. In, in its first year, uh, or in its first, was it eight, nine months at this point, uh, which is nuts to hear. The Xbox One did 5.7 million units, which, again, people were like, oh, it failed. Like, no, just PS4 just did really fucking well, because Microsoft dropped the ball on the launch of the Xbox One. Um, and then, of course, uh, and now they're doing uh, around 6.5 million, so close to seven, probably. Um which is crazy to think about. And like then you want to think about how many units are scalpers having. Uh, you know, people are still having a hard time getting all of them. They're sold out at most major retailers still. Uh, I, like I said, it was not easy to get either one. Right? It took me half an hour to even get through to GameStop on, on the first day of pre-orders for the Series X. And then it took me uh, several weeks... And then again, about 15, 20 minutes before I was able to actually get through and get my PS5. So it, it just be patient. Don't overpay. Don't overpay just yet. Uh, especially when, when you hear uh, that, you know, uh, PlayStation 5's next big exclusive, Bre uh, Kenna Br Br Bridge of Spirits, uh, which was supposed to come out next month, if I'm not mistaken, has been delayed until September 21st. I know that's probably not a system seller. It looks more of a family type game. Closer to similar to Ratchet and Clank and things like that. Um, and of course we don't we don't have uh, Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West yet. Which will I think will be like a real system seller or attempt to be. Um, but again that game will be on PS4 as well. And of course, over on on Microsoft's biggest release this year with Halo Infinite, uh, that will be on on Xbox One as well. Um, but uh, it just goes to show you that that gaming is is bigger than it than it ever has been in the past. And hopefully, it doesn't hit a uh, hopefully it doesn't hit another crash like it did in the '80s. Knock on wood.
And, uh, well, here's something cool. Uh, former developers of The Last of Us, Call of Duty, and God of War have formed a new company um, called That's No Moon. <laughs> um, apparently they're all Star Wars fans. Uh, they've set themselves up as a new AAA studio, and they've already gotten $100 million backing in investments, which is wild to hear on a brand new studio. And uh, most of their senior figures come from um, mostly PlayStation Studios. So you have Michael Mumbauer, uh, who is the former head of PlayStation's Visual Arts Group, is the CEO. Tina Kowalewski uh, was the former head of product development at Sony Santa Monica, who is the new chief strategy officer. Um, and there are a few other people, uh, like Taylor Kurosaki, who is the creative director, and Jacob Minkoff as the game director. Uh, they both worked at Infinity Ward and Naughty Dog on Call of Duty Modern Warfare and The Last of Us. Um, and then a few other people. They've gotten already a $100 million investment from Smilegate, um, who is the creator of the Crossfire series. Um, they're also going to be partnering with them. And they are working on a game... And they apparently said, uh, their press release says that That's No Moon, quote, rests at the intersection of games, film, and TV, unquote. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Uh, they will have both a Los Angeles and San Diego studios. Um, they hope to have 100 developers by next year. Oh, interesting. They're going to have a San Diego studio. That's, that's um, very interesting to hear. Anyway, that's No Moon. Uh, they're looking to grow, and no, obviously no word on games yet or anything like that. Um, partnering with Smilegate, which is a, they're a very big studio uh, themselves. Uh, so, great team behind it, and um, expect big things to come from them, probably. It's, it's, it's a very high probability that they will have very big things coming from them. Um, and uh, how about this? Uh, do you live in a state that you recently tried to buy a new gaming PC and you couldn't? Well, it turns out uh, Dell has announced that they will not be shipping Alienware PCs to some states because of power usage. Uh, certain pre-built Alienware gaming PCs cannot be legally sold in about six different U.S. states currently uh, over power consumption laws that were recently passed. Um, this is per the register and vice. Uh, Dell's Alienware Aurora R10 and R12 gaming PCs cannot be sold in California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, or Washington. Uh, it has to do with recent Department of Energy concerns. Um, my job. <laughs> we're, we're dealing with some things like that right now. And um, it has to do with power consumption and, and uh, carbon emissions. And... Also has to do with hardware uh, displays and everything like that. California was the first state to do it back in 2016. Um, I, I guess uh, like uh, PlayStation 5 and Xboxes aren't, aren't counted in this. I don't know how that works. Um, Dell said that, quote, while our most powerful gaming systems are available in all 50 states, it is accurate that select configurations of the Aurora R10 and R12 aren't shipping to certain states due to the recent California Energy Commission Tier 2 regulations that went into effect on July 1st, 2021. Uh, new models and configurations will meet or exceed these regulations in line with our long-term focus to address energy and emissions, unquote. And uh, more stuff will go into effect on December 9th. Uh, they also could go beyond computers that says, quote, computers with high-speed networking capability, multi-screen notebooks, Notebooks with cyclical behavior and monitors with high refresh rates, unquote. Uh, apparently it's to help lower carbon footprint. Sounds like some bullshit. Um, than anything. I, I don't know what the point of this is, to be honest. But uh, you might not be able to get those computers for a while uh, if you live in one of those six states. Which is some bullshit, if you ask me. And uh, before we move on to our top gaming story, which is a doozy, I do want to talk about uh, PSN Plus uh, games of the month for August and Xbox Games with Gold. 
Uh, PSN Plus games, you can get Hunter's Arena Legends, which comes on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. And Tennis World Tour 2. Uh, those will be available all month long on PSN Plus. And over on Games with Gold, uh, starting August 1st, you can get Darksiders 3. I don't think I've paid for a single Darksiders game. I think I've gotten them all through that. Uh, Ukulele, Lost Planet, and Garo, Garau, uh, Mark of the Wolves. Those All four of those games will be available at various different times throughout the month. They do a more staggered release for Games with Gold. Uh, so we'll be on the lookout for those in your near future. And our final bit of gaming news is, is like I said, it's it's a fucking doozy. And this this happened to drop while we were recording last week. So I, I didn't want to talk about it because it was a big fucking deal. Um, Blizzard has been sued by the state of California. And it has to do with a... Uh, a two-year investigation into the company uh, about sexual uh, harassment, uh, toxic work culture, uh, like anything bad you can think of, just you can name it in, in this in this case. And I'm I'm trying to get the exact details. Give me one second here. Um, so the state of California has sued them. Oh, here we go. I'll go to the New York Times of all things. Uh, it says that women at the gaming company were paid less and discriminated against and has described a culture of sexual har harassment. Um, so California State Agency is suing uh, Activision Blizzard. This is for the New York Times article. Uh, it's a two-year investigation. The, st the state's Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, that said, quote, they fostered a, quote, frat boy workplace culture, unquote. Executive sexually harassed women. Um, rape jokes were openly made. Uh, alcohol was consumed on property. Uh, and uh, drunk individuals uh, engaged in inappropriate behavior towards women. Um, they made what were called cube crawls. There's, there was apparently a Bill Cosby room. Um, and they also went on to say, quote, the workplace is, quote, a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. Female employees are subjected to a constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances by their male co-workers and supervisors and being groped at the cube crawls and other company events, unquote. That is horrendous. Um, Activision and then put out, like, one of the worst things I've ever seen. They said, quote, picture DFEH paint. The picture DFEH paints is not the Blizzard workplace of today, unquote. Uh, they also said, quote, there's no place in our company or industry or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. In cases related to misconduct, action was taken to address the issue, unquote. Um, they're claiming California didn't, didn't properly go through it. Um... Yeah, that didn't go over well either. Because after they put out that statement, about uh, over 2,000, I'm not kidding, over 2,000 current and former Blizzard employees signed a letter criticizing the company for their statement. And... <laughs> I I just they're they plan to do a walkout today. I think they did. Um they they made a list of demands as well. And and I'm not kidding when I say this. So almost two thousand current and former employees, uh twenty six hundred signatures as of uh yesterday, I think. Uh, they made these demands. One, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. Two, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promoting promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels, agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Current practices have led to women, in particular women of color and transgender women, 
non-binary people and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men. Three, publication of data on relative compensation, including equity grants and profit sharing, promotion rates and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promoted fairly. And four, empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to audit ABK's reporting structure, HR department, and executive staff. It is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues. Not long after that, uh, Blizzard then told employees it can will offer paid time off to those who wish to participate in the walkout scheduled for today, which is really nice for a company to do that. Um, and they, they do want to work with employees. Uh, not long after that, the stock plummeted like $12. Like, that's a big drop. <laughs> which then CEO Bobby Kotick, who is one of the most hated men in gaming, uh, went on to say that their response to the lawsuit was tone deaf. Like, really, Bobby? You're the CEO you approved the message that went out, dickhead. Um, he went on to say that, quote, they will take swift action, unquote. Also, quote, no place anywhere for discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind, unquote. Um, they have hired the, the law firm Wilmer Hale to investigate. Um, Kodak also said they are going to investigate every claim of harassment uh, and also offer listening sessions and evaluate all managers. Um He's going to be adding resources to ensure that it doesn't happen anymore. Um, and another response will be issued soon. Uh, then, of course, today, uh, the employees did walk out and they did respond saying they are, uh, they're happy with how leadership responded in a better way this time. Um, they still have not had all of their demands or concerns met. Uh, which I know they're not going to have all of them met, but not all of their concerns have been met, which are a little bit better than meeting demands. Demands can kind of go a little far. Um, and uh, what they did say in their response is, quote, um, an enduring movement in favor of better labor conditions for all employees. They did respond saying, quote, uh, that the statement released was, quote, an enduring movement in favor of better labor conditions for all employees, unquote. Uh, they also want to hear, quote, a prompt response and a commitment to action from leadership, unquote. Which is a wild thing. This is shitty that this happened, okay? Um, in response to this, uh, there was a virtual sit-in on WoW um, among WoW players in support of the developers. Uh, they took... Uh, then it also came out that maybe they were like... They knew... Uh, Warcraft 3 was like in the shitter and they still took pre-orders knowing it wouldn't be ready for release. A new map for Overwatch was pulled before release. Um, Bungie put out a statement um, calling on, on a push to change culture. Uh, this is what Bungie ended up saying. Quote, Bungie is built on empowering our people no matter who they are, where they are from, or how they identify. We don't pretend that Bungie is perfect and that no one has experienced harassment while working here, but we will not tolerate it and we will confront it head on and we will continue to do the work every day to be better, unquote. Um, don't forget Bungie was in a long-term partnership with Activision uh, with the release of Destiny and Destiny 2 before they broke off. Um, Bungie also went on to say that, quote, the accounts in this week's news are difficult to read. Um... Hopefully it will lead to justice, awareness, and accountability, unquote. But this is wild, wild. It, it, it's, it, the, 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 it's permeating everywhere. And remember, this isn't the first major studio to have this happen in the last year. Remember, this happened with Ubisoft last year. Um... Also, it was announced that there's apparently inappropriate things inside of WoW and WoW Classic. Uh, and the company has announced they will remove them. Um, they said, quote, As such, the developers are working to remove 
references that are not appropriate for our world. This work has been underway, and you will be seeing several such changes to both Shadowlands and WoW Classic in the coming days, unquote. And that's from the Warcraft World of Warcraft Twitter. Um, I guess uh, IGN here says uh, there is some examples are uh, there's a reference to Alex Afrasiabi, a creative director for on WoW. Uh, he was actually specifically named in the lawsuit. Um, his his uh, oh his his uh, office was nicknamed the Crosby Suite, um, named after Bill Cosby, and uh, he is an NPC in WoW. Uh, and I guess there's some other ones that that they didn't call out specifically, uh, and then. Ubisoft employees today put out a, a message of solidarity. Uh, at least 500 Ubisoft employees have signed an open letter. Uh, they went on to say that, quote, To the workers of Activision Blizzard, we hear you and we want to loudly declare our solidarity with you. Over the past week, the games industry has once again been rocked by re revelations that have long been known by too many of us, unquote. Uh, it is a longer letter. Um, they also went on to say, quote, we have seen nothing more than a year of kind words, empty promises, and an inability or unwillingness to remove known offenders. We no longer trust your commitment to address these issues at their core. You need to do more. Uh, this is them talking to Ubisoft management. Um, so they're, they still want Eves to do more as well. So, look. Gaming culture, uh, it's bad. It's toxic. Hell, look at what happened with Gamergate. This isn't the first time. It's probably not going to be the last. We need to take a step back and, and see how we treat people, right? Gaming isn't just a boys club anymore, and it, it, and it shouldn't be, right? Um, I mean, we all see the memes where it's like a girl hops in a lobby, and it's like, girl, girl, girl? And it's like, we got to stop that, right? And we can't treat people like that in the workplace either. This isn't the 60s. Okay, no, I'm not saying it was okay then, but I'm, what I mean is, like, it wasn't okay then, it's not okay now, it's not okay anymore, and never should have been allowed. Um, it, it's just, it's really unfortunate that this happened, and the fact that one of the biggest studios... And then they put out a ridiculous statement saying that the state is just wrong. And it's like, dudes, really? You make yourself more guilty when you say, when you put out a statement like that. When you as a company put out a statement saying like, oh, the state's wrong. They didn't do it right. They didn't handle this properly and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you sound like you're guilty of some shit. You sound like you're guilty 100%. Like, HR isn't there to protect employees anymore. HR is there to protect the company. And they have not been there to protect the employees for a very long time. Bobby Kotick doesn't care either. He cares about the bottom line. Because that affects his bonuses and his payouts. And the fact that he comes out and says, Our response was tone deaf. No shit, Bobby. You approved that shit before it went out, and you know it. And now you're trying to save face because people already hate you. And people are already pissed that you decided to take... Look, we talked about this before. Look, I know, I know that payout was coming to you regardless last year. But it looks really fucking bad when you take a massive payout at the same time your company announces a bunch of layoffs. Like, that just looks real fucking shitty so if you don't want to be considered scum you need to make do big time and ubisoft while they did do some things and fire people i guess it still persisted in some ways that's a french company so i don't i'm not even going to go down that road but this is 2021 in the united states this shit doesn't fly anymore and the fact that it did up until now is pretty fucking sad. It really is. And I don't understand why the most toxic traits of of young men and men made its way into gaming. Not I'm not saying all of us are. I'm not. Please do not twist my words cuz I know you are. 
but there is a prevalence for that. And because gaming skews so heavily towards, towards males, but that doesn't mean it makes it okay to treat women poorly, to treat women like objects, to, to do what is alleged in this lawsuit. That's not okay. And it sucks that, that, that this is hap this has to like turn into this huge thing because it could have been handled years ago and it wasn't because HR is not there for you. They're there for the company. And it's just, oh, it's so sad that, that it, it had to come to this, that it even got to this. And I feel so bad for like supporting, don't get me wrong, I, I can't say that, right? Because I didn't know. But at the same time, it's like, we had to know something probably not great was going on. I'm sure there were rumblings around that didn't always get reported. But it's like, I, it, you almost wish ill will on the people that, that, that did these things. Right? And it's like, how do you move forward from this? Activision Blizzard is literally one of the biggest, is the biggest game in, in company in gaming, right? Or second behind EA. So it's like, they're, they're tarnished now for a long time. And it's, it's fucking sad. It, it's just, it, it's really sad. I don't know. Moving on, man. Moving on to, to, to what's going on in TV, huh? Uh, Marvel's Assembled came out, which is like their docu-series about making the different um, MCU TV shows. And they've done it uh, a week after um, each show ends. So they did it for WandaVision. They did it for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now we're getting it for Loki. Uh, it's really great dive in, into the making of Loki, really. Um, and just about how amazing Tom Hiddleston is. But uh, what we missed out on is Loki having sex and getting the Infinity Gauntlet and a Mobius backstory. And now I'm really sad that, that we didn't get those things. Obviously, we weren't going to get Loki sex, having sex all over the, the, the multiverse, but uh, the timeline, excuse me. But but the, the, the Mobius stuff would have been fun to see, what, what, his, what he was a variant of in his, his past life, which is unfortunate for sure. Uh, but we also got more insight into Kang and, and some other things. Or excuse me, the He Who Remains, who is technically Immortus. Uh, but who cannot wait to see what what he does with, with Kang in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, for sure. Uh, Comic-Con at Home was also this weekend, and it kind of landed with a dud. Um, of course, Marvel and DC were not there with their main... Um, main uh, uh panels uh we did get a star trek panel and we did see our first true trailer for star trek lower deck season two which was chock full of amazing easter eggs between next generation and deep space nine uh looks like cardassians are coming back looks like ferengi are coming back hell there's even um oh, i can't think of the race the guys that talk in metaphors the ones like dark dark Doc Mara Jalad. I can't even say it right. But you know what I'm you know what I mean. Um and we're also going to the torture chamber on Cardassia that, that Picard was in. I'm stoked on it. Uh looks like there's new races uh to explore. It looks like we're gonna get more of, of Captain Will Riker on the Titan. I'm I'm all in, folks. I am all in on Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, season 2 drops in about two weeks. Uh, then we got our first trailer for Star Trek Prodigy, which, uh, since when does Starfleet just abandoned perfectly serviceable starships on, like, an asteroid in the Delta Quadrant? Huh? Since when? Uh, this is looking to take place many years in the future, though, based on the bridge design and the fact that there are Alpha Quadrant races 
uh, in a prison in the Delta Quadrant. Right? There are several Alpha Quadrant species uh, on display here. And the ship is very futuristic. And we got our... While we didn't get to see Janeway, holographic Janeway in action, we did get to hear her. Uh, of course, this is a more kid-focused show as it was supposed to be on Nickelodeon. Um, I will give it a chance. Hell, I mean, I watch other... I watch kid shows for Star Wars, so... I do love Star Trek, so I'll, I'll definitely check out Prodigy. I'll give it a couple episodes before I, you know, get the hell out of there if I don't like it. But uh, those are available online to watch now. Um, we also uh, got a trailer for the new Blade Runner anime that's going to be premiering on Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. So if you're a fan of the Blade Runner franchise, that's coming later in the year. We got our fir- uh, a trailer for the final season of Lucifer, which will drop on September 10th. We also found out that Michael B. Jordan might be playing Superman, but for HBO Max on a limited series run. So we had heard that Michael B. Jordan might be playing the the um, black Superman. Uh, he's a Zod, if I may. Val Zod, that's right. Um, you know, he might have been playing that Superman for a film because DC was going to reboot Superman again. Um, with, you know, J.J. Abrams and uh, I think Tahin Nahisi Coates. Uh, but it turns out he is actually uh, developing an HBO Max limited series about Valzad, a black Kryptonian who becomes Superman and President of the United States. And they've already hired a writer for the series. Uh, Jordan is attached to produce and potentially star. Uh, he has not committed, though. And uh, Valzad is the second... Superman in the New 52 era. Um, he was sent to Earth 2, uh, where, like I said, he became the president. Um, but this is not, like I said, this is not the one that is part of the reboot that Ta-Nehisi Coates and J.J. Abrams are working on. Um, that is going to be a black version of Clark Kent Kal-El. But, I guess, uh, they wanted him to to be Superman as early as 2018. Um, but of course his next project right now, other than a small cameo in space jam, a new legacy, uh, will be Creed three. Uh, we also found out that, uh, Netflix is going to be having a live action Pokemon show. Uh, it will be led by Joe Henderson, who is currently, uh, Lucifer's, uh, showrunner. And he will write and executive produce, uh, this adaptation, and it's it's aiming to replicate Detective Pikachu. I, I don't know if that means that, like, the quality, or if it's, like, Detective Pikachu again. Because that doesn't make, like, why, what? Why are we doing Detective Pikachu again? Um, I'm so confused by this, because no one can clarify what it is. And everyone's kind of like, like lost on the subject. Here's my question. If you're going to do a live action peak Pokemon show, this is where you do red and blue and the games and you do live action versions of the games. Like, yes, Ash kind of does it right. But this is when you do instead of a movie, red versus blue or Pokemon red or Pokemon blue or whatever you want to call it, do a TV show, right? We're like, you follow them through the story and, you know, red gets a Charizard, blue gets a, um, Blastoise, right? And then you just follow them through the, the, the story of the games, not, not the, the ash shit, right? Cause this is where, this is where a live action would, would benefit in that sen- instance because, you don't want to replace, you can't find, you need to find an actor who can be like Ash, right? But no, this way you can do red or blue. Dude doesn't even have to have to speak, right? Red is famous for not saying a word. So you get a dude who can be like the tough guy blue. Uh, then you get some, a mute person who doesn't even have to act to play red, right? And then you go from there. That That's my idea. Don't rehash Detective Pikachu again, because that's just... We don't need that, man. That movie was fine. 
That movie was fine. We don't need to redo Detective Pikachu. Okay? That's that's all I'm going to say. Um, also announced, uh, Winston Duke, known for, known for playing M'Baku in the Black Panther film, uh, will be playing Batman, Bruce Wayne, in a new podcast coming from DC and Warner Brothers, with Jason Isaacs playing as Alfred. Uh, no concrete details have been announced, but that is coming in the near future. Sounds pretty cool. And in the strangest TV news this week, uh, PBS has announced that Arthur will be coming to an end next year in in terms of new episodes. And uh, here's the thing. Raise of hands, who knew Arthur was still making new episodes? I didn't. That's wild to me. They are still going to uh, play replays for the foreseeable future, but they will no longer produce new episodes of Arthur the Aardvark killing meme makers' dreams everywhere. Uh, uh, yeah, wow, I didn't even know Arthur was was still on. Uh, at least I didn't know new episodes were on. I mean, I knew it was on, but um, it's funny. Uh, also, James Gunn today, or yesterday I think it was, uh, he did come out and say that his Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is set to premiere uh, next holiday in 2022, will be important uh, and canon, uh, and will have things that are important to... Um, will have things that are important for uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So keep that in mind while uh, when you go to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which which is like over a year away, to be honest. I don't care at this point right now. Um, but reviews are coming in for Suicide Squad, and they're looking really fucking good. I think it was it hit like a certified fresh at 100% earlier today. I, I don't think it's that high anymore. But uh, look, uh, my friend made a comment. Look what happens when the studio doesn't meddle. Um... Wow, 98%. That's wild. If it holds. Uh, of course, it releases next week. Uh, and then I do want to talk about uh, two episodes of shows. Uh, Bad Batch had a filler episode, which did absolutely nothing to move the plot along. And it's just... Don't get me wrong, it was a fun episode to watch. But it, it like I said, it, it did absolutely nothing for the plot. And we have literally two episodes three episodes left in the season and they're going to drop a, a fucking worthless episode on us. Like this should have been earlier. I'm, I'm not kidding. This should have been an earlier, an earlier episode and, and it was wasted potential. There's three episodes left and they drop a filler in. I just, I'm a little disappointed. I really am. And I'm wondering if it's even going to get a second season at this point. Uh, meanwhile, Rick and Morty, again, great episode. More of the president, which it's rare to get two episodes with the president in a row. Uh, this episode is centered around Thanksgiving. Uh, plays into, like, old school Thanksgiving lore. Uh, also with, like, turkey hybrids and turkey super soldiers and the pardoning of the turkey. If, you, if you're, like, a history buff like me, you, you'll love it. Um, and, and it, it, they, they even make fun of like national treasure. It, it's just, it's a great episode overall. It honestly, I think it's the best of the season. I, I'm calling it out that right now, as of right now, that is the best episode of season five of Rick and Morty. Hands down, hands down the best. And they had the balls to say what I've been saying about FDR this whole time. He wasn't that good. Um, anyway, <laughs> that, that that's it for TV. Uh, before we move on to movies, uh, I want to talk about what's coming to streaming next month because, uh, again, the, the month starts on, on Sunday. Um, on Netflix, getting 30 Rock all seven seasons. An amazing show if you've never watched it. One of the best written comedy shows in a long time. Uh, catch Me If You Can, one of my favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Team America World Police. Uh, we're also at the end of the month. We're getting the Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf anime series. That uh, that's like a backstory for season two, 
And then also a Bob Ross documentary that uh, sounds very intriguing. Over on HBO Max, you're getting two Christopher Guest movies, A Mighty Wind and Best in Show, which most people consider his best. Uh, the DC film Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, the great movie The Fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones and, and um, Harrison Ford. Uh, we're also getting Last Action Hero, great Arnold movie if you've never seen it. Uh, first scary movie, uh, Hard Knocks 2021 season of the 21 Cowboys. Uh, Titans season 3, the DC show. Remember, DC Universe is dead. All those shows moved over to HBO Max. The Jurassic Park trilogy. Uh, at the end of the month, Godzilla vs. Kong is coming back to HBO Max. And of course, next week, for 30 days, The Suicide Squad will be on HBO Max. If you do not want to go watch it in a theater, you must have you must have the premium version of HBO Max, either included in your HBO subscription or the $15 a month version, not the ad-supported tier. Uh, and then on Disney+, Plus, we're getting Mrs. Doubtfire, which I did not know they, they attained the rights of. Uh, Marvel's What If starts on August 11th, which is next two Wednesdays from now. So two weeks from now. And then... Uh, we'll also, uh, in August, the final two episodes of The Bad Batch. Uh, Dan in Real Life, which is a great movie starring uh, Steve Carell. And then Cruella will be free for all at the end of August. So if you didn't want to pay for that dumpster fire, uh, which I have yet to see, which I heard was not good, you can watch it for free at the end of the month. Uh, that's it for streaming. Uh, also, on Friday, a new episode of The Grand Tour will premiere on Amazon Prime Video. And I do want to talk about movies. Uh, Mar Mar uh, Marvel Warner Brothers has announced that they will make 10 exclusive films for HBO Max in 2022. Of course, the first of which being Batgirl, uh, which they just cast... Uh, what's her name? We were talking about it last week. Uh, Leslie Grace cast as Barbara Gordon Batgirl. That will be, of course, the first HBO max exclusive film produced by warner brothers um next year um also announced at comic-con the bob's burgers movie will be quote a musical comedy mystery adventure film uh unquote i don't think you're shocked at hearing that uh ant-man and the wasp has begun filming um i think that releases next year or early 23 if i'm not mistaken very excited for that. Ant-Man. Love the Ant-Man movies. Paul Rudd is great. Um, and in what I think is the weirdest news, Peacock and Universal have acquired the rights uh, from, from Bloomhouse or with Bloomhouse to make a new Exorcist trilogy, the first of which will uh, come out in 2023. And it's a technically a sequel to the original films. Uh, they did get Ellen Burstyn to, to come back as the mother uh, Linda Blair has announced that she has not been asked to reprise her role. Of course, things can change in the next year or so. And uh, it will tell a new story about a uh, with Leslie Odom Jr. starring, whose son is uh, possessed by the devil. Uh, Bloomhouse and uh, Peacock and uh, Universal will be uh, producing and making those films. Um, how about this? Uh, uh, Lucasfilm has hired YouTuber Shamook, who you might may have heard of. Uh, he's known for his deepfake videos on YouTube. Uh, his most most famous one, of course, was the uh, deepfake he did of uh, Mark Hamill at in the season finale of uh, The Mandalorian. And his was actually, like, better than what, what they produced. Um, he's also done the Harrison Ford on... on uh, for the solo film, he's put Tom Holland on the face of Tobey Maguire for Spider-Man. But but anyway, they, they've hired him. Obviously, they've seen his great work. And uh, hopefully he gets to help Lucasfilm clean some things up in the future. And ILM, because technically he's going to work at ILM. Uh, we also got the trailer for... A, a new trailer, I should say, for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it's exactly the thing we needed right now. And, and it, it's... It, it qualms all my fears because it, it, it builds on the legacy of the first two films 
it includes a, a great tie into them and, and kind of like the, the lost history and stuff like that, all while also clearly establishing itself as, as separate from that. And, and I am very excited to see, to see where it goes when it does finally release later this year. And it, it, we do actually get some former cast members in the trailer. So that, that's good. Um, uh, essentially, I think they're the, the relatives of, of um, oh man, I can't think of his name. He's Spangler in the movie, but um, Harold Ramis' character. I don't really want to spend too much time on it, but the McLean prequel movie is officially dead, which I'm okay with. It was going to be like a prequel sequel with like old... Well, Bruce Willis would play John McClane in, in, like, modern, and then they'd switch back and forth with him as a young cop. No, I'm good. No worry. Uh, the new Predator movie is called Skull. Not much is known on that yet, just about when the Predators first came to Earth, apparently. Um, and then uh, some set photos from The Flash look really cool. There's a new Bat Cycle for Batfleck. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, we don't have context though, so I don't I don't really know if it's really Batfleck or something else. Um, but the, the the new Bat Cycle looks fucking badass, that's for sure. Um, I guess that's kind of it for movies. Um, I do want to try and see Jungle Cruise this weekend, so hopefully we will talk about that next week. Uh, but um, yeah, that's it for Nick's Nerd News today. Uh, we did have a heavy topic to talk about, guys, and I, I do apologize about that, but, you know, we gotta reckon with it. We have to reckon with that shit in our community, and it, I will not stand for it. I know a lot of you also will not stand for it, um, but we gotta talk about it, because it, it's uh, taken over the industry. But that is it for Nixner News. Uh, as always, check out NixnerNews.com, where you can uh, listen to the show right in your browser, or you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Apple Podcast pages, uh, where you can listen live there as well. If you prefer to listen on the go, make sure to subscribe and uh, click the notification bar. Uh, also, where you're on nixnerdnews.com, check out our social media tab. You can find our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. We post a lot of fun memes, uh, or just search Nixner News on your social media platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.